Hello, hello, hello. This is Gerald Salente, and it's a Progressive Radio Network Trends This Week. And then we said, when all else fails, they take you to war. And so we went for the COVID war, to the Ukraine war, and get ready for World War Three. Yep. It's right in front of our eyes. If we don't unite for peace, we will die in war. There is not a peep coming out from the prostitutes, from the president, from the politicians about peace. I am totally, totally opposed what Putin has done. I know the wise wrote about it in detail in the Trends Journal. You go back to 2014 when the United States overthrew the democratically elected of uh, government of uh, Ukraine, uh, Viktor Yanukovych. And John Insane McCain pictures of him with the Ukraine Nazi guys. Yeah, I'm not making this up. And Victoria Newland, like an undersecretary of state under the under the under the toilet secretary of state. Passing out cookies in Myden Square. And the phone call that was tapped of how they were gonna install yats and get rid of Yanukovych. So, I mean, the, 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 I know the reasons why and NATO expanding into Russia's borders in violation of the agreement made with Gorbachev. And again, we have the quotes from the National Archives that NATO wouldn't move one inch. Back then in 1990, February 9th, there were 16 countries in NATO. Now it's just about double. There are 30. Total violation. So how would we feel if the Russians were up in Canada with missiles coming into America and the Chinese were down in Mexico with missiles aimed toward America? So I could see the why. And then again with the Donbass region and the breakaway areas of eastern Ukraine when the coup happened in 2014, and that Ukraine has been in violation of the Minsk agreement because they've been firing into Donbass region. They estimate some 14,000 people were killed, both military and civilians, since then. So I understand the why, you know, that something had a be settled there, but the how I'm totally against. You know, this military invasion, the blowing up, it, it's disgusting. And not a peep about peace. Not a peep about peace. Yep. All they do is talk about more war, more war, more war, more war, and more war. You go to Biden's talk last night, you know, 
What does he talk about? We're going to send more weapons. Biden promises to inflict pain. All right. Oh, isn't that great? He's going to inflict pain on Russia. Isn't that nice? Inflict pain on President Vladimir Putin. We're choking off Russia's access to technology that will sap its economic strength. Great. You think Putin cares? You think his economic strength is going to be sapped? You think the oligarch's economic strength is going to be sapped? The average person's lives are going to be sapped. This isn't going to stop anything. By the way, tune in tonight at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for Salenti and the Judge. Judge Andrew Napolitano, we talk in detail about this. And the judge made the point. We had sanctions on Israel, on, on um, uh, Cuba, well, for how many years now? This is about 1960, 61. Were the sanctions done? Did it change the government? No. The people suffer. He's 100% right. And weaken its military for you. You're not going to defeat the Russians. I got this chart. There's a famous chart of Napoleon's march to Moscow. He leaves Poland with 420,000 young men. Came back with 10,000. Then there was Hitler's Operation Barbarossa. And it killed over 20 million Russians. Who were the first to come into Berlin in Germany? The Russians. We need peace, not war. What's going on in Rome, I'm totally opposed to it. But it's not my business. It's their problem. They've been having back and forth this going on for centuries. Oh, we're going to bring democracy to Ukraine. Yeah, right. And again, with Biden shooting his mouth off, it's the pot calling the kettle black. It's a killer calling a killer a killer. There wasn't a war that Biden didn't vote for to kill. That's right. Pot calling the kettle black. Oh, how dare Russia do it? Again, totally opposed to it. But how dare they? When I can kill anybody that I want. I want that guy Gaddafi out of there. Oh, that was Obama. The Nobel Peace of Crap Prize winner. Oh, I love Obama. Folks, folks. He's always folking us. Folks, folks. I want that guy Assad out of there. Assad has to go. Gaddafi has to go. Those are quotes. Those are quotes. Oh, but how dare Russia do what they do? Only we could kill Oh, we've only killed, about 650,000 Syrians have been killed. 
well, about six million refugees. Libya is a hellhole, richest country in Africa at one time. People have more benefits and rights than most of the world, a lot of the world. Oh, and then there's the lie about uh, Saddam Hussein has weapons of mass destruction and ties to Al-Qaeda. Oh, yeah, that was fine. Well, it only killed a million people over there, destroyed the country. Oh, and then there's Operation Enduring Freedom. Oh, the longest war in American history in Afghanistan? Oh, that one? A pot calling the kettle black. Warmongers in control. All this is doing is, is inflating the military industrial intelligence complex. Biden says we're stronger today and we'll be stronger a year from now. And it goes, huh? And the American people are strong. The American people are strong. 70% of them are, excuse me, 72% are obese. 40%, excuse me, 72% are overweight. 40% are obese. What's strong? What are you talking about? Strong? Oh, yeah. Little Chucky Schumann. Now, there's a guy that could fight a war. No, no, no. We got Lindsey uh, Graham. Yeah, did you come out of the closet yet? Lindsey could fight a war. Oh, yeah, all tough guys. Schiff. One after another. Strong. Oh, we're going to get tough. We're going to go send, send our young men who don't know any better and believe the crap to go die in a war like you always do. I'm Vietnam War era. I'm right at the peak of it. Every day I used to wake up and they're going to get me, they're going to get me. And make this clear, as a young kid, I was too stupid to believe the immorality of the Vietnam War. I supported it. I just didn't want to go get killed. That's why I beat the draft. And most people buy the crap that they're spewing down the mouths. They have no idea about the history of what's going on in Ukraine. None at all. It's no foreign entanglements. It was George Washington. And I believe in George Washington. He urges American people to avoid long-term friendly relations or rivalries with any nation, arguing that attachments with or animosity toward other nations will only cloud the government's judgment in its foreign policy. He urges that long-standing poor relations will only lead to unnecessary wars due to a tendency to blow minor offenses out of proportion when committed by nations viewed as enemies of the United States. He continues this argument by claiming that alliances are likely to draw the United States into wars that have no justification and no benefit to the country beyond simply defending the favored nation. Got it? Oh, that was George Washington, a real fighter. Oh, yeah, Washington crossed the Delaware. I took a ferry. 
Any president, anybody that wants to go to fight the war, go. All the politicians that are voting for this, send yourself, send your wife, send your kids. Go fight. I don't want my money going to killing people. And that's what America's doing. Biden promised to spend hundreds of millions of dollars to send weapons to Ukrainians. Hundreds of millions. Oh, he, oh he's going to pay for it. It's billions of dollars. America spent a billion dollars already. Again, it's all in your Trends Journal. Latest edition just went out. We have, we have detailed what's going on in Ukraine from when it happened back in 2013, when it began, to now. Like no other magazine, anywhere, anyplace, anyhow, you won't find it. Nope, not going to find it. We're doing everything we can to bring peace on earth. Because if we don't, it's going to be hell on earth. This is very serious. Very serious. It's not united we stand, divided we fall. United we stand, divided we'll die. That's where we're at with this. This is serious. Think about it. (laughs) We went from the COVID war where they robbed us of our rights Now to the Ukraine war. From the COVID war to the Ukraine war. This is... (laughs) I've been at this trend forecasting now was about, about 42 years. As I say, show me your track record. Show me what you've done over the years. Tell me. Let me, let me, let me see what you've done. And then we could talk about trends. World War Three has begun. It's like when you're a kid in, in, in school. They, they shoot your crap down that World War One began when they assassinated the Archduke Ferdinand 
in Sarajevo. Yeah, what's a Sarajevo and who's an archduke and who cares? Yep. Very, very simple. It built up to that. That's not when it happened. You got it? You got it? This is the beginning of World War Three. What if there's a, all of a sudden, we interrupt this program to bring you a special bulletin. A bomb went off in Wall Street. Ladies and gentlemen, President of the United States, we're declaring a state of emergency. Blah, 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 blah. Remember the Patriot Act? Yeah. Orwell couldn't have come up with a better name than that one. And we're going to rob more of your rights from you. You saw how we robbed them from you in the COVID war? And you cowards followed what we told you to do. Oh, the mayor said today you don't have to wear your mask anymore. Oh, the mayor said it, so I won't wear it. Oh, the mayor said to put the mask on. I'll put the mask on. Oh, the mayor said to get vaccinated. I'll get vaccinated. Yeah, country of cowards. They'll march off to war. Dumb enough to believe Bush's wars. Dumb enough to believe the COVID war. Dumb enough to believe Biden's wars. George Washington urged the American people to avoid attachments and entanglements in foreign affairs. You ready? Especially those of Europe, which he argues have little or nothing to do with the interests of America. He argues that it makes no sense for American people to come embroiled in European affairs. And to remain neutral and focus on their own affairs. He argues that the country should avoid permanent alliances with all foreign nations. Although temporary alliances during times of extreme danger may be necessary. He states that current treaties should be honored, but not extended. They will rob us of our freedom in a jiffy. Look what they did up in Canada with that true dope. That arrogant boy. A daddy's boy. A little daddy's boy. Born on third base and thought he had a home run. 
Little Justin Trudeau. Be nobody if daddy wasn't Pierre. Yep. Be a nobody. What do he do? Emergency Act, Emergencies Act. Stop the Freedom Convoy. Oh, and by the way, anybody that donated money to it was stealing your money. Can't get it out of the bank. We have your retirement accounts. During the Senate question period last Friday, this is Canada, Senator David Wells asked a government representative if the accounts had been unfrozen. The representative said he couldn't answer definitely that they have all been unfrozen, but that's probably not the case. That's a quote. According to the Department of Finance, 210 accounts holding $7.8 million were frozen. Isn't that great? The Emergencies Act. Isn't that wonderful? The government demanded that financial institutions should take action against the accounts of individuals involved in the protest and those who donated after February 14th. Deputy Prime Minister Christia Freeland has said that some financial aspects of the Emergency Act would become permanent. They're going to do it again. If something happens, if there's a false flag or a real attack, they're going to rob more of our freedom. You saw what happened again with the COVID war, how they robbed us of our rights. They're going to do it again. Oh, and talk about the, the convoy and the cowards of America. What, what happened to all the truckers that were going to be down in Washington yesterday surrounding uh, the White House in protest of the mandates? <laughs> A country, what, 332 million people? Hardly any trucks showed up at all. Oh, and, and, and again, with Biden talking about you know, uh, terrible it is that um, what Russia's doing, which is terrible, and what they're occupying Ukraine, how about those Israelis that keep occupying uh, the Golden Heights? No, no, no. Let's take over most of Palestine. Jordan, screw them. Oh, that's okay. Why, you anti-Semite Salenti? How dare you say that? Yeah. Get lost. Don't give me that crap. I'm not an anti-Semite. It's like I'm not anti-American. Got it? When I talk about killing in wars, got it? The people are buying this crap that they're selling just like they marched off. I'm a Yankee Doodle Dandy. Yeah, a Yankee doodle do or die. Yeah. Lying us into World War I. Oh, what, 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 
What was it before World War II? Oh, you mean the Great Depression? When all else fails, they take you to war. It was the cover of our magazine, the Trends Journal, on, I think it was January 25th. Yep. We warned this was going to happen. We better unite for peace. United we stand, divided we'll die. This, this, this is like we've nothing, nothing. Again, they, they, they have. I, I tell you what happened on 9-11. You know, the USA Today used to run my top trends every year. So now in 2000, December, you know, we put them out in December for the coming year. The headline read, 2001 won't be our year, trends here says, I wanted a wave of anti-Americanism was sweeping the globe and Americans wouldn't be safe at home or abroad. So I'm watching that day. CNBC, watching the stock markets, and all of a sudden this guy, he was an arrogant guy. Well, they say a plane crashed into the World Trade Center. It was a beautiful September day. Yeah, but let's not get excited about this. You know, we've gone through this before. We'll be right back. We're going to cut away now. And then they have the, the person down there talking down there. And all of a sudden the plane hits the building. Boom. The first thing I did, I called up my wonderful girlfriend at the time, Marie-Pierre. And she lived up in Tivoli. I was in Rhinebeck. She was, some, she was a Parisian. Her brother Francois was the left shoulder of Jacques Chirac and Mitterrand. And my close combat teacher, John Perkins, used to go to Palos of these and work out with him. I said, Marie Pierre, get your money out of the bank. Oh, Gerald, what happened? I told her. You know, I thought, I, they said the planes were coming down the Hudson River. If they hit Indian Point, which I know very well, I've watched it being built. Nuclear plant, there's going to be chaos everywhere. Then I called up, I had certificates of deposit, used to get interest rates in those days. And I called the bank, I said, I want the money transferred to the Rhinebeck Bank. And they said, sorry, can't do it. CDs are traded on Wall Street. And Wall Street is closed. Wall Street is closed. Got it. GC's 3G's, guns, gold, and a getaway plan. If they hit nuclear power plant, there would have been chaos like we've never seen. In those days, they had maps. I went out, got a bunch more maps, and had back roads to Canada. I'm in Kingston. It's about four and a half hours from Can Canadian border. I figured they'd close down the throughway and the major arteries, so I'm going to take the back roads and then sneak over the border if I had to leave the country, and this way from Canada, I could fly anywhere. Because if a nuclear blast went off, it'd be hell on earth. Well, none of that happened. But I lost nothing. Guns, gold, and a getaway plan. If I was not prepared for the worst, and the worst happened, Lose everything. Got it? 
The motto of the Trends Journal is think for yourself. Think for yourself. And as I see it, they'll close down the banks with a flash of an eye. Ladies and gentlemen, the Russians have hacked into our financial systems to protect your money, which may have been stolen and you'll never get it back. They're closing down the banks. They will do it in a flash of an eye. You got psychopaths and sociopaths running the world. There's not been a war that Biden didn't love. All of them. And the irony is that what used to be liberals, democrats, they've joined the repulsivekins in calling for more and more and more and more and more and more war. Call for peace. The Prince of Peace. And I'm a warrior for the Prince of Peace. I'm fighting for peace. Because if we don't fight for peace, it's your choice. You're going to fight for war? Oh, they have such great outcomes. What's wrong with you, Salenti? America hasn't won one since World War II. We're going to take a break now. And we come back. If you want to have any questions or answers, 888-874-4888-888-874-4888. We'll be right back. Yeah, we're back on Progressive Radio Network. This is Gerald Salenti. And it's March 2nd, 2022. Go back to March 2nd, 2020. Oh boy, you launched the COVID war big time. And now World War III has begun. In Biden's talk last night, he goes on to say, throughout our history, we've learned this lesson. When dictators do not pay a price for their aggression, they cause more chaos. Putin's war was premeditated and unprovoked. Well, it was provoked. But again, I'm totally against what he's done. And um, Biden further claimed that Putin's war was premeditated and unprovoked. Huh. Premeditated and unprovoked. Oh, Biden, you mean like the Iraq war premeditated and unprovoked. Oh no, no, only Putin's war. Oh, it was premeditated, premeditated and unprovoked. You mean like the Libyan war? No, no, Salenti. Obama wanted that. It's okay. Oh, I know the Afghan war. We're going to get that guy Osama bin Laden dead alive. So we're going to invade a foreign country because that's where the cat is. And again, wrote about it in detail as it was happening. Taliban wanted to meet with the United States. We have no time to talk. And that was the end of it. Bombs away. Premeditated and unprovoked, huh? 
I can't use the right language here to describe what a scum that is to say this when the United States does the same. We have mobilized American ground forces, air squadrons, ship deployments to protect NATO countries, including Poland, Romania, Latvia, Lithuania, and Estonia. Oh, you mean Poland, Romania, Latvia, Lithuania, and Estonia that weren't part of NATO? That murderer Bill Clinton and Bush and Obama kept bringing in those countries? In violation of the agreement that was made between Gorbachev and Bush Sr.? And James Baker quoted, NATO's not going to expand, quote, one inch? Oh, yeah. That is NATO territory with the full force of our collective power. That's right. If they get attacked, the United States, we're into war. Okay? Get it in your head. Abu, Wisconsin, how are you? I'm, I'm fine, thank you, and I apologize for calling on successive um, sh- shows. Um, it's just that um, the moment requires it, but I won't do it again. Um, I just want—I know you, you, how much you loathe Bill Clinton, as do I, but I just want to give you three examples of how he has really um, hurt this country, but especially its people. One, you know, he pushed—he's the one who got NAFTA over the line um, with all the— you know, um, with all his lies, of course. The second one is, you know, he, he um, in the areas of finance, the Financial Modernization Act, the Commodities Modernization Act, and repealing Glass-Steagall, he gave us 2008 um, uh, uh, market failure. And then um, before, he, uh, in the late 90s, he um, was the one who moved NATO eastward. He was the first one, even though from vigorous um, protestations by George Kennan, who was the architect of Soviet-U.S. Um, you know, uh, relations and the architecture for defense. And, uh, and, and then the fourth thing, which is really ironic, is he stood by while 100,000 Rwandans were hacked away. And then he went there and, you know, in typical Clinton fashion, oh, I'm sorry I did this, this, that, the other. This is the kind of punk that this guy was. But he has really led America down the ruinous path from which um, Central, uh, Central uh, U.S. is completely, you know, emasculated. The mach- uh, outgoing. But anyway, this is it. Um, one other comment to Gerald. You know, in a way, I sometimes think force is necessary when, you know, this has happened all through history, William Tell and all this. They used force to deal with these tyrants, you know, these people who would who would not budge. So I'm kind of, um, uh, of course, I, I, I uh, love peace and um, I, I live that way. But when something and somebody is overly powerful and, and, and has their way, Sometimes it is uh, it is correct, and I believe I, I believe it's even um, spiritually uh, um, correct to, you know, push. That's it, Gerald, and thank you. Oh, I agree with you. Look, I'm I'm a close combat practitioner. Had my own school for many years. I attacked the attacker. I've been in situations. What what happened just a couple of months ago, back in the end of October. 
where a guy came at me and I had to protect myself. It didn't get into a fight, but I made it very clear that I'd kill him if he came any closer. And um, so I'm, I, I'm, I'm a firm believer in fighting for freedom, in fighting for my life. You left out a couple of things that the other slot, you call them punk. That's a perfect word for Clinton. He's a little punk. These are the guys that couldn't fight their way out of a paper bag. They're the worst murderers out there. You forgot that he allowed the drug companies to put their ads on TV. That wasn't allowed before. This is the same Bill Clinton that deregulated the communications industry. He had Gary yeah. Null talking about it. What, what is it, like six, five or six companies on over 90, 91%, 92% of all the media? That's another Bill Clinton. And then there's that famous quote, and anybody can look it up. Leslie Stahl, CBS, uh, Madeleine Albright. Google it up. When Leslie Stahl asks Madeleine Albright because of the sanctions that Bill Clinton put on Iraq, and he was bombing the hell out of Iraq continually. Oh, the, the Yugoslav war is great. Every time he get caught with his pants down, bombs away. I was writing about it as it was happening, you know, so, so I'm not making this up. And um, they asked, Leslie Stahl asked Madeleine Albright, was the price of 500,000 Iraqi children under the age of five worth the sanctions that have died? 500, over 500,000 Iraqi, 500,000. Oh, they killed a boy six years old in, in, in Kiev. Yeah, that's terrible. How about the 500,000, 500, half a million that Bill Clinton killed because of the sanctions he put on Iraq? And Madeleine, not all that bright, the Queen of Tots said, yes, the price was worth it. America, not my America. We got Bruce from New York. Hey, Bruce. Are you there? And I've been to two of your rallies. And one question I have, I have a statement, but uh, one question I have is you going to have another rally one of these days? Oh, yeah. Well, definitely going to have one on the 4th of July, hopefully earlier. Matter of fact, I, I, again, I do a podcast with Judge Napolitano at 6 p.m. When we just it'll, it'll go, up, go up tonight, 6 p.m. And he asked me if he could come to the next one. So he'll be there as well. Great. I'll be there also. Thank you, um, Bruce. But I want to talk about, sure thing, Gerald. Uh, I want to talk about some of the reflections I had about liberals and progressives, and I wrote some stuff down. It'll just take two minutes. Go on. Um, to, be a, to be a liberal progressive in the past used to imply a skepticism toward corporate power, if not outright opposition to it. To be a liberal progressive in the past used to mean exploring sources outside the establish, establishment mainstream media to get a perspective on important issues. To be a liberal progressive in the past used to mean defending the rights of others to speak their minds, even if what they had to say was diametrically opposed to your beliefs. To be a liberal progressive in the past used to mean having qualms about man-made chemical and biological interventions introduced into the environment resulting in dis disastrous, unintended long-term consequences. Need we mention Rachel Carson? 
to be liberal progressive in the past used to mean coming to the defense of people of integrity, scientists, journalists, etc., who at great risk and significant personal cost speak truth to power when others are too confused or frightened to speak. To be liberal progressive in the past used to mean coming to the defense of the quote-unquote othered group, marginalized, treated differently, vilified, and supporting their rights to be full citizens of this country, whether they are prisoners, political prisoners, immigrants, or whistleblowers. To be a liberal progressive in the past used to mean standing up against coercive, experimental medical procedures and interventions employed without informed consent, hence the Nuremberg Code code and trial. And most importantly, to be liberal progressive in the past used to mean an openness and willingness to freely debate, explore, and research the important issues of the day in a passionate but respectful manner. Alas, on each of these touchstones, the current liberal progressive community has not lived up to their long-standing ideals and beliefs. No, you nailed it perfectly. Look at look what happened with the so-called artists, musicians. You know, Crosby, Neil, uh, Neil's, uh, uh, what they name Young, um, Crosby, Nils, what the hell their names were. They, they, they used to, all the back back in those days, the, the the musicians used to protest everything the government did. Right. They were against what they were doing, and now these little gutless clowns, they do everything the government says they should do, and they attack people for wanting to be free. No, this whole thing has changed. This is again. America's turned into the coward state. It's 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 despicable what's happened. Despicable. And, I agree. And it's only you know, and by the way, everyone, as I said, you know, guns golden. You do what you want to do. Right now, you know, as as we're on the air, you're looking at Brent crude. At a hundred and nine dollars a barrel. All right. You know what your gas prices are going. You know what inflation is going to do. Oh, and all these sanctions that they put on. You know what they're going to do. Oh, wheat prices. One price after another, going up, going up, going up, going up, going up, going up, going up. So it's going to cost all of us more. The sanctions only hurt the people. They don't hurt the people in charge. And what you said, Bruce, is 100% accurate. Don't call these people liberals. Don't call them progressives. They are total, rotten, gutless, arrogant, arrogant, arrogant sellouts. You're not allowed to think for yourself. You only should believe what I tell you to believe. I'm a liberal. Look at all the little clowns up here in Woodstock. Spitting distance from where I am. These were the same people. Oh, I won't get my child vaccinated. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, they put them to, they went to the, the, the different public, private schools up in Woodstock. And they're the first ones to line up to bend over and get the jab. One after another. One after another. Woodstock. 
dead stock. The day the music died. Thanks so much, Bruce. We've got Keith from New Jersey. Hello there, Keith. Thanks for doing what you're doing. Gerald, in New Jersey here, we got CCNJ, Concerned Citizens for New Jersey. We're getting information, thanks to Gary Knoll um, and some other people out there, getting it out to the citizenry out here, and they're starving for information. We're having a movie night this Friday in Bridgewater, and we're showing movies like Monopoly. People are just, their jaws are flopping wide open. They are just starving for the information. We're gathering people. Yeah, I, it, it annoys me that, oh, wow, we got a war now. We're talking about war over in Ukraine. And it totally wiped the truckers off the face of the news. Yep. Um, and I hope we're going to head down to, uh, to Washington, D.C. First, we're heading to uh, South Jersey. This weekend, then we're going to follow them down there with a group of people. I hope there's there's thousands, hundreds of thousands. I doubt it. Seems like we did lose our fight here. But we're talking to people, uh, 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 the patriots from Delaware. Uh, we've been talking to them. People are, all these groups are popping up all over the country, Gerald. It's not moving fast enough for us, but we're volunteers. We can only do so much, even though we have to go and go and go. Uh, so, uh, you know, we're trying out here. We really are. Well, great. But here's the deal. Again, you know, I, I, I was involved with, I was involved with some of the truckers thing up in Canada. I did broadcasts. I did uh, live Zooms uh, from Alberta. You know, they're big, there were several thousand people out there, and they Zoomed me in. And, you know, and I told them, I said, I don't know a damn thing about driving a truck or fixing one. I said, you guys don't know the damn thing about politics unless you've been there. And briefly, you know, I ran political campaigns in Westchester County, uh, mayoral campaign, Yonkers, New York, out of graduate school, was assistant to the secretary of the New York State Senate, designed and instructed American politics and campaign technology, taught at St. John's University. I was the chief government affairs specialist, the number one guy for the chemical industry back in the 70s. I was killing environmental legislation at the height of the environmental movement. All right? Staying at the Willard Hotel at 28 years old and putting my meetings out to Hay Adams. I've been on the other side. I wouldn't know what to do if I wasn't on the other side. I started growing up around 32, 33. Anyway, I said, well, you guys are going to do this thing. You got to go and you can't leave. You got to go and you can't leave. The Berlin Wall came down. The people came, stayed. Didn't leave, more people came, more people came, more people came. If you go protest one day, it adds to nothing. And I make the quote by, by uh, uh, Kasper Weinberger, the defense secretary under Reagan, after the big protests, uh, anti-nuclear protests in, in 1982. He said, yeah, it was very, very impressive, but you know, it doesn't do anything to change our minds. So I'm just saying that it has to be continual. It has to yes. keep going on and on. And again... We have to unite. You make you go down there for one day. Again, I, I got involved with some of the ones with the COVID thing in New York City. I tried to talk to the people. They don't know anything about this stuff, and but they have right. the attitude like they do. You're not gonna. Yeah. It's not gonna accomplish anything. And you look but what you, happened with Canada. It got that far because they didn't leave. Right. But and, the COVID and hopefully- war is over. It's over. Yeah. Well, let's move on to the next thing. Let's abolish the Federal Reserve. 
okay, and and move on to a bunch of other things. And we need young people. Young people are tech savvy, with you know, with the internet and all that stuff. I'm an we old. We need old people. We need young and we old. Do. We do well, young yeah. and. And we need you because you've been on the inside. You know what it's like there, and you need us because we are the we are the soldiers on the ground that are getting the information out to people. And Gerald, like I said, in New Jersey, we we set up uh, we set up a little booth in Clinton, New Jersey. People were coming in, storming. They're just dying for information. But like you said, where are you? Where are you when we have meetings on Tuesday nights? Nobody's to be found. Come on. We I do know. Get That's what I'm saying. More. So listen, keep it up. It's great. And again, you know, so continue. Consider the Trends Journal if you want to give out, put out information. And what we're putting out there, there's nothing like it anywhere, any place. Nothing, nothing comes close to it. This, this week was only 140 pages. Again, we've detailed yep. this Ukrainian thing, the Ukraine, what's been going on there. Tracking trends is an understanding of where we are, how we got here. And where we're going. And that's what we're doing. And we're occupying peace. We had Bruce here at the last ones. We're really going to get this movement going big time. And that's what we're going to. We want a universal peace movement. Because without it, it's World War III. Thanks so much, Keith. We got E from Edgewater. Hello there, E. Hi, Gerald. Thanks for all the good work you're doing. Uh... It just it just seems to me that people don't know really what's going on. And I don't expect you or anybody else to believe what I'm about to say. But I think when the Soviet Union reformed and became the Russia again, they became capitalist country there. Uh, Germany wanted the wall to come down so they could become uh, capitalist on the eastern side also. We're, they're all in cahoots together, and, and, the, and the job is to get rid of us, the people, the good people of the world. And that's what's going on, and we don't see it. We think we're against Russia. That's all for fear. They're manipulating us to the maximum, and we're not getting it. And we're falling into the same traps that we've been falling in since the beginning of time, since the first people thought they were better than somebody else, and they, they deserve to be rich and everybody else deserves to be under control and that's what's going on and i'm sorry to say it but i don't see any chance of us getting out of this the way the people are trained to obey and do whatever the government tells them to do it's a big trick gerald and we're all being tricked it's been going on forever you're right there's no question about it but again there was also things you know there there was a thing called you know uh there had been times of peace you know there there have been times of you know, beauty and joy. It doesn't have to be life on life on earth. Doesn't have to be hell. And if enough people unite in that way, you know, it, it could change. So, you know, I, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. I'm very you're aware saying of it. That, you're saying that, Gerald, because you've been in an illusion. You've been working for the system your whole life, and now you want to get oh, out. Wait of it. a minute, don't man. Think- Take it easy. Take. Don't you talk to me like that. I have not well, been working for the system. No, 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 no. Let me, I, you talk, let me go. I have not been working for the system all my life. I worked for the system as a, a young man. I'm totally opposed to the system. I create my own system. I'm not part of anybody's system. So just make it clear. A financial expert. I am not 
part of this system that is disrespectful to me. I understand. I'm fighting for freedom. And get this in your head, man. I put my money and my heart where my mouth is. I'm not saying, oh, I can't do anything. I can't do anything. I'm going to swallow the crap. So don't give me that. I'm very respectful to you. You be respectful to me. No, Don't you ever say that I'm again. Saying, Joe. You're taking it the wrong way. I'm not. You said it. I'm a part of the system. I have nothing and I always have been. That's totally that you got out of the system. You didn't let me finish. You got out of the system. And I understand why you did. But for the most part, you were in it. And you got tricked in a lot of into being working for them, and they they like that. I so wouldn't would know what I know if I wasn't on the other side. If you haven't been there, you don't have a clue. You don't have a clue if you haven't been on the other side. And I was on the other side. That's why I know what I know. And I'm Jared, and I'm tired of hearing I can't do anything. I can't do anything. Then bend over and die. If we don't unite for peace and we don't fight for peace, we're finished. There was a thing called a Declaration of Independence, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And people fought for it. I'm tired of saying, oh, the whole world is a bunch of crap and I'm going to bend over and die with them. I'm fighting to my death. And just like RFK Jr., when I was a keynote speaker at Ron Paul's War on Us event, and he followed me. And as he walk, if we just be, and just as he's walking off the stage, he said, I will fight to my death with my boots on. If people don't fight for their freedom, we are done. We are going to, oh, isn't it going to be nice to, to, to dissolve in a, a nuclear war? Because that's where we're going into. And if the people don't unite, we are dead. We are dead. World War III has begun. And when they asked Einstein what kind of weapons will be used to fight the Third World War, he said, I don't know, but they'll be using sticks and stones to fight the fourth. And that's what Jesus said 2,000 years ago, Gerald. And things have gotten worse. There's good times and bad times. That's an illusion. Oh, it's not an illusion. Yeah, you got to think about it. I could explain it to you, but it would take a while. All right. Okay, E. Thanks a lot. Nope. See you the next time. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Again, we're at a very critical time in our lives. Very critical. And if we don't unite for peace, it's over. You're looking at these markets again. You're looking at, you're looking at the, the price of crude oil almost at $110 a barrel. What is it going to cost you to heat your house? What is it going to cost to put in your car? Oh, and all the things that the wheat price is going up. Again, these, these sanctions that they're putting on are hurting only the people, not the big companies. Not the people they're trying to attack. Again, if we don't unite for peace, we are going to die in war. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you love to be in Kiev right now? Oh, it would be so happy. Oh, you think it's bad now? Could you imagine living there now as bombs away? Oh, how about who can? Oh, and that's the other hypocrisy, by the way. Oh, they're bringing in all these Ukrainians that are leaving. Oh, they're allowing to come into all the countries in Europe. But no, keep those Afghans out. 
Don't bring in those Iraqis. No, no, no Yemenis allowed. The Europeans are allowed. But the people that America murdered that want to go and save their lives, like the Syrians, you're not allowed. But boy, they're opening up the gates. We are in the beginning of World War III.